Conesty, how are ye? My name is Sarika, and I'm the co-founder of Candlelit Tales. We tell stories from Irish mythology to original music. We're coming at you now from social isolation, with more podcasts than ever before. In this episode, you will hear the story of the hunt of Sleeve Gullion, and myself and Aaron will be having a live-streamed discussion about this story and all that it means to us this Saturday. We invite you to join in, chip in with your questions, your ideas and your responses to it. So check out our social media for details on that. You can find out more about us on our website candlelittales.ie, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Candlelit Tales, and for videos, like and subscribe to our Candlelit Tales YouTube channel. Liking and subscribing to our channels really helps us grow and get more people listening to these stories. And if you're able to give us more direct support, you can chip in a few bob at patreon.com forward slash candlelittales or make a one-time donation through the PayPal button on our website. But for now, settle in for a story. The Hunt of Sleeve Gullion One fine morning on the green grass outside of his house at Almuin, Fionn McCool startled a little grey fawn. At once he called for the Fianna and he called for the hounds, but only his own two hounds, Bran and Skiolan, answered him. And Fionn and his hounds set off, chasing after the little grey fawn. They chased her across the hills and valleys of Ireland. And as he ran, Bran and Skiolan were almost on top of the fawn, and Fionn McCool was no further behind them than they were behind her. And he exulted in the thrill of the hunt, in the feeling of the sun on his face, the wind in his hair, the strength in his limbs. When they ran up a hill, he delighted in the burning in the back of his legs. When they ran down a hill, he exulted in knowing that he was so sure-footed he would never trip. It was as if the very ground of Ireland caught and cradled his every footfall, for he was Fionn, captain of the Fianna, and in the full of his strength and the full of his vitality. Fionn and his hounds chased the deer up to the top of Sleeve Gullion, and there by the lake they lost sight of her. Somehow, even though they had been so close behind. Perplexed by this, Bran and Skiolan went west, coursing around the lake looking for the fawn, and Fionn went east, keeping an eye out himself. And as he walked along the lake shore, he did not see the fawn. He saw something else. Perched on a rock by the lake shore, was a beautiful young woman. She looked distressed, upset, but it was her beauty that he noticed first. She had hair the colour of gold, and skin as shocking pale as lime, and eyes as bright as frosty stars. He asked her if she had seen the fawn. She gave him a withering look and said could he not see she had troubles of her own. 
Pion was a little ashamed then, and he asked her could he help her. She told him she had lost her red gold ring while she was swimming in the waters of the lake. And so Fionn took off his clothes and dived into the lake. And he swam three times around it, searching the glint of gold. Taking great lungfuls of air and diving down to the bottom, combing his fingers through the mud and rising back up to gasp in another lungful of air. Around and around he went, until at last he found the ring. He brought it back to shore, but as he climbed out of the lake, a weakness came over him. A terrible weakness so profound that he could barely bend down to pick up his clothes. He leaned on the rock for stability, and it was then that he noticed that the woman was gone. There was no sign of her. He struggled to get dressed through this terrible weakness, the shaking in his limbs. He knew something terrible had happened. And then Bran and Skjolon came running up. He called to them, and his voice cracked in a strange way. And his own hounds, Bran and Skjolon, growled at him and went on, looking for their master. Fionn looked down then into the still, clear waters of the lake to see his own reflection. And what he saw nearly stopped his heart. All his golden hair was gone to grey. His face was the face of an old, old man. His great muscles wasted, his skin hanging loose and liver spotted and wrinkled. He knew that he needed to go back back home to Almun to find his friends in the Fianna. But the thought of that long road was more than he could bear. He knew he had not the strength. So he sank onto the rock in despair and waited. Back at Almun, the rest of the Fianna missed Fionn McCool when he did not come back, and Quilcher McGronon started to wonder where he had gone. None of them had heard him call out. Conan Whale McMorna said that was fine. If Fionn was gone, he'd be in charge of the Fianna now. And everybody else laughed at Conan Whale's funny, funny joke, because there was no way any of them were taking any orders from him. And so they set out. And they found a hunting trail. They found the footprints of Fionn McCool. It seemed to be chasing after Bran and Skjolon, but what they were hunting none could say. And they followed the tracks of Fionn and his hounds until they came to Sleeve Gullion, climbing up the mountain. They saw the lake. They saw an old fisherman sitting on a rock, looking very, 
very sorry for himself. Creature Ron on approached him, and he said, Have you seen a tall, handsome man with beautiful, fair hair, as beautiful as a woman, young and strong and full of vigour? He'd have been on a hunt with two great hounds as he passed this way. And the old man said yes, and he fell silent and only looked down at the water and said nothing more. Then Quilcha began to lose his temper and he said, Look, if you've seen him, you need to tell us or you'll answer for it. He put his hand on the hilt of his sword. But Fionn could barely bring himself to look at his friend Quilcha could barely bring himself to tell the truth. Shame stopped his voice. Shame at admitting this terrible weakness that was on him and that he could do nothing about. And it was only when Quilcher drew his sword that Fionn said, I will tell you what has become of Fionn McCool. You see it before you. Priam he and he told them then all that had happened how the fawn had disappeared by the lake shore how the hounds had gone one way and he the other how he had met the woman and how she had tricked him Quilcha asked him then did he know any way out of this Fionn put his thumb between his teeth. That thumb that he had burnt long ago on the scales of the salmon of knowledge. And he was able to tell them. Fionn's lover at that time was a woman of the she, whose name was Anya. There was a gesh on Anya she was never to have anything to do with an older man. And that was one of the reasons she'd chosen to be with Fionn McCool, who was younger than her. But Anya's sister, Melucra, had a terrible rivalry with her. And it was Melucra, Fionn knew, who had done this to him. She had made him into an old man, for by that, she would force her sister to break her gesh. Being as her sister was involved with Fionn McCool, Fionn McCool was now older by far than she. It was a power play between the two. And the only person who could override the magic of Melucra was her father, who had a she in the hills of the Cooley. The Fianna named that lake the Lake of Sorrow and they lifted Fionn gently onto their shields and they carried him tenderly across the land to Cúinle and the hills around there. And he directed them till they came to the Shee of Cúinle father of Onya 
and of Melucra. Then Athena set him down, gathered up spades and picks, and bent their backs to digging. For seven days and seven nights the Fianna dug at the she of the father of Melucra, who had put this spell on Fionn Macool. And for seven days and seven nights, they might as well have been scratching at the earth with their bare fingernails for all the progress they made. But at last, out of the she stepped a beautiful, shining man. And he asked them what it would take for them to take this racket elsewhere. Fionn McCool, old and weak as he was, stood with difficulty. And he spoke to Cullen, for it was he, and begged him to undo what his daughter had done. Cullen at first dismissed him, but Quilcha and the rest of the Fianna pointed out that they were not going anywhere until their captain was restored. And so Cullen sighed, poured a cup of wine into a beautiful goblet, handed it to Fionn McCool and vanished back into his she. Fionn drank the wine and as soon as it was empty the cup vanished from his hand and he felt his strength flow back. He could see his limbs rounding back out again feel the pain in every joint and bone flowing away from him. Feel himself standing straight and taller as the wrinkles in his face smoothed out and he was restored once again. But the rest of the Fianna were still looking at him a little strangely. And when Fionn saw his reflection, he understood why. The beautiful fair hair, the hair that had given Fionn McCool his name, was steely grey now, and would be forevermore. This podcast was produced and edited by Oshin Ryan, story by Aaron and Sarah Gehegarty, and music by Oshin Ryan. You can find out more about us on our website, candlelittales.ie, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Candlelit Tales, and for videos, like and subscribe to our Candlelit Tales YouTube channel. You can even do that right now. I'll wait. Liking and subscribing to our channels really helps us grow and get these stories out there. And if you're able to give us any direct support, you can ship in a few bob at patreon.com forward slash candlelittales and check out the rewards that we have there for supporters. Or you can make a one-time donation through the PayPal button on our website. We will be talking about this story on a live stream very soon, so check out our social media for details on that. And seriously, do subscribe now. It really helps. We'd love to hear back from you with any questions or comments that you have about this story. So you can get in touch through any of our social media channels, or comment below. We want to get these stories back out there, into the world, alive again. 
and shared with as many people as possible. Anything that you can do to help us with that, we really appreciate. But most of all, we really appreciate you listening to this.